Hey everybody, thanks for joining us as always on Locked On Bama. Today we're going to talk about the potential transfer of a Vanderbilt offensive starting lineman. That's out there. We're going to talk a little bit more about spring practice as well and throw in some recruiting talk. And then maybe um, something I noticed, how many starting quarterbacks in NFL have at least had a brush with Alabama, if not played there, Alabama's played against them. I think you'll be surprised at the number. We're going to talk about that and more when we get to Locked On Bama starting right now. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. A little, uh, rough weather yesterday, I think for everybody, but we had tornado warnings, uh, for our own, not only my own little town, but like in my little section of my little town. So it was, uh, it was somewhat harrowing, but at the same time, I admit that I uh, did not get out of the bed. Um, well, let's just jump right into it. You had a story on, on three, the site you write for now. And you were talking about Tyler Steen, who was a starting left tackle for the Vanderbilt Commodores last year. And, and normally you think, oh, a starting left tackle for Vandy. Is that what we really want? Yeah, I think if you're starting left tackle in the SEC, I think that's a pretty positive thing that you have that kind of experience. And Alabama is a, supposedly looking for some more starters along that offensive line. It's no secret. Last year that was a bit of a trouble spot for the Crimson Tide. So I think that um, it would be great. And also – Hey, who's more battle tested than a dude who's on Vanderbilt's offensive line? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, what changed for me a little bit, a couple things have changed for me. When when Steen initially got in the portal, uh, I wasn't uh, overly uh, fascinated with that idea. But as time has moved on and as we've started spring practice, I've gotten a little more um, excited about the prospect of Steen signing with Alabama, which may or may not happen. But uh, Another thing that changed for me, Luke, is that uh, this morning uh, I downloaded and, and attached it to my story, a link to the Vanderbilt-Georgia game. And I wa I just watched the first quarter. I didn't watch the whole game. Georgia was beating the crap out of Vandy to the point I, I, I had to almost turn it off just for that alone. It was it was a heinous beatdown. It was just terrible. It was like a UFC thing where some UFC badass just, just picked a random guy out of Walmart and just crushed him and it was just not not fun to watch after a while but uh what was fun to watch was a i just honed in on vander vanderbilt's offensive possessions and i watched steen uh block georgia because the competition doesn't get any tougher than that right we're not going to play anybody as good as georgia's front seven even this upcoming season not even georgia will be as good as they were on the front seven a year ago. So that's why I wanted to watch. And, uh, hey, I watched like four, I think four or five possessions. He he did fine. Uh, he, he wasn't dominant. It wasn't like, hey, let's hand the ball to the back and we're going to run behind Steen here. Uh, I mean, it, he, he didn't manhandle Georgia's guys. But this is what he did. He was effective. There was not one single play. In the five series I watched of him blocking first-round picks where he got beat or he gave up the play, uh, he, he effectively kept 
his 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 guy, the guy he was responsible for, he kept him out of making the play. And a couple times he had to block on Jordan Davis. Uh, once or twice he had to pick up a blitzing safety, which is hard for a tackle to do. Uh, I, I think Steen showed to me that he could be adequate. Now, when I say that word, that's not going to excite anybody. But really it should because I'm talking about the SEC. If you're an adequate SEC player, you're pretty freaking good <laughs> because that means he'd be an all-star most of the other leagues. Uh, he, I think he'd be fine. Uh, I don't think he would be first-team All-SEC, Luke. I don't think he will be a first-round draft pick. Uh, I, I don't think he's like that. But what I think he is is good. And believe it or not, good may be an upgrade over what we currently have. Is he a one-year-to-play-one-year guy? I think, uh, as I drop the phone, uh, I think he actually, Luke, would have two years of eligibility due to COVID. Uh, I will recheck that and report back. But I'm pretty sure he would have two years, but it would be expected that he's going to play for one year and enter the draft uh, due to age and experience. And this is why he's coming. And, uh, hey, there was a comment on my board, a uh, real good breakdown from a good poster. Uh, he mentioned something uh, just in passing, and uh, it just got me talking about this issue with him that makes Steen's situation different than others. He's like, you know, well, worst case scenario, he's thrown into the competition, and, and it's one more guy competing for the spot. No, 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 not in this instance. This is a unique instance. Everybody needs to understand that. There will be a conversation. Uh, I promise, between Coach Saban, uh, Coach Walt, Coach Wolf, and Tyler, Tyler's dad, who, who handles, who helps Tyler handle things. And Tyler's dad is going to say, and it's completely understandable, look, uh, we, we need to start. We want to go to a, a, a bigger football program and a place that can really show off his football skills now that we, we took care of the academics. This is about starting. We're surprised that, that you're having us here and we would love nothing more than to be the left tackle at Alabama. But you got to understand, we're coming here to be the left tackle at Alabama. This isn't, a, hey, let's see him and him and Brockermeyer or him and Latham duke it out. I mean, he's coming to start. And believe it or not, as win first as Coach Saban is and always has been, I, I believe Coach Saban honors that stuff. If Tyler Steen signs with Alabama, he's coming to start. Put Put that in ink. There won't be a, quote, competition now. If he plays in the games and, and Bryce Young's getting hit from the blind side to the point that it's a problem, we can revisit things at that point. But I'm just saying, don't don't everybody get confused over uh, 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 over this. I mean, he he's signing to start. He's not coming here to see how it all shakes out. Uh, he'd have been better off staying right where he's at. I do love your idea. You've got a new sport idea. I think this fantastic where a UFC fighter goes into a random parking lot of a chain store and picks out a dude to beat the hell out of. And I can't believe we haven't all jumped on top of this sport. And if that sport ever becomes thing, I'm, I'm ordering everything off Amazon. You will not catch my big ass in a parking lot anyway. Because I don't want to, <clears throat> I'm assuming that they'll just go to the park, Walmart parking lot and be like, hey, you, you want to make, you know, What's the number? Five hundred bucks? Sure. What, what I got to do? Don't worry about that. Just get in the van. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I've always made, gets you. I've made a point of declining all those opportunities, <laughs> regardless. Regardless nothing, of the, yeah. 
Nothing good has ever followed the the uh, sentence. Just get in the van. Just get in the van. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, I got to tell everybody about Stat Hero. I know your your the racket's all busted and Kentucky ruined it, and then Auburn didn't help, and Alabama uh, sure was a hindrance. But you know what? You can go to Stat Hero because they have NCAA single-game pick'ems that pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from these handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you that advantage, and it results in their gamers winning four times more often. Why is that? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're actually going up against. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. So Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. You want to go to stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on. 100% match using all of that info. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions may, and I assume will, apply. Okay, so Jimmy, we talked about Steen. What, what does this mean about the the guy, the, the tackles? On the on the team right now because I mean Alabama's brought in some dudes along the offensive line, but apparently none of them have really just set the world on fire. Is that is that the way to read this, or should we back off of that just a little bit? I think Alabama's got kind of two sets of tackles, is the way I, I, I look at it. Anyway, they've got older veterans who maybe haven't proven to be great yet, um, and they're older. Kendall Randolph being an example, you know, this will be his fifth year playing in the games it'll be his fifth year playing uh and uh i don't know that many people are optimistic that he could win a spot uh as a tackle uh he certainly proved his worth as a as a second uh kind of blocking tight end uh you also have a guy like maybe amari kite uh who's been there for a while uh an older kid um uh, you know he, he actually got to play a, a little bit last year but I don't know of too many people optimistic that he's developed into a great SEC player or a good SEC player. So you got those, those two, they're, they're kind of one set. The other set are the younger guys, Latham, Brockermeyer, uh, Damian George, and now Tyler Booker added, a true freshman. I think with them, Luke, it's a matter of development. Um, maybe they're okay. Maybe they're developing fine. They're developing at their own pace. But does that mean today they're as good as Tyler Steen? Uh, maybe not. And, and, and I think it's fortunate that Alabama's had a few spring practices that they could take a look at those guys before they make a final decision on Steen. Because if you're Latham or Brockermeyer and you look really good in these first couple practices, then maybe you're thinking, well, I mean, you know, they're younger and and they're they're they look to me just as good as Steen. Let's go with them. So uh, I, I think taking Steen, it's fair if you think that's a statement about the young tackles. I would just caution, however, it's a developmental spot. Hey, maybe you take Steen and he's good this year, and then next year the tackles are, are, are Latham and Brockermeyer, and they're great. That 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 That's very possible. Uh, all these kids develop at their own pace, and one of them's going to have to play. I mean, we got two vacant tackle spots. Steen will just take one. Yeah, and not only that, see, I think it's different when it comes to Alabama. The old rule of thumb is if all things are remaining equal, you play the younger guy so he can develop, right? Well, I think 
at Alabama is a little different because we're not looking to the future. We're looking, we want to win right now. Now, everybody, in a sense, wants to win right now. I get that too. But I think a lot of coaches are looking at it like, hey, you know, this isn't going to necessarily be my year, but in two years or three years, that's when our team's really going to come together. So I can, I don't want to throw a freshman out there and ruin his confidence, whereas I can throw this guy out there and right. um, maybe he's a little bit more seasoned, as they say. So I, I, I think in Alabama it's a little bit different than, than most other places. And and at Alabama it's like, hey, we got to play the guy that's that gives us the the best chance to win this very minute. Jim, Jimmy, I want to tell everybody, or Jim, I've never called you Jim, but why not? Um, Feel free. That's fine. It does make you sound more adult and serious, uh, but I'm going with Jim. Shit, we Um, need that. We need as much of that as we can get. Your name, if Jim makes you sound more serious, then by definition, the name I should call you, because you're not very serious, is Little Jimmy Jam Jam. That's what I think I'll call you from (laughs) now on. That's the worst name that's ever, ever been. Uh, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to Built.com. You can get these Built Bars. They're awesome. They've got a promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off the order. LOCKED15 at Built.com. These things are fantastic. You can find their macros chart there at Built.com. Their Built Bars contain 130 calories, about 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. When you compare that to a candy bar, it's not even close. Candy bars just make you chunky. You don't want to get chunky. You want to be slim, fit, aerodynamic even. So you want to go to Built.com and get these bad mama jammas. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. They got everything you need. They got the new puffs. They're covered in chocolate. It's a protein-infused marshmallow. That's awesome. Go to Built.com and check them out. You will love these things. Built.com use promo code 15. Then there's Bet Online, who's the sponsor of this podcast today. Basketball is certainly in uh, rare form right this very minute. A lot of great basketball to choose from today that you can bet on, even if you want to bet on the CBI or NIT, they got it there. You can also bet on the NBA. Whatever you want to at betonline.net. That's the number one source for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball, they got everything you want including your Vegas casino games that you love. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. <clears throat> now, Jimmy, Yo. um, I was looking at on three. That's what I like to do sometimes uh, because you also write for them. So you'll have like uh, some, some takes that are, that are good and new and interesting. And I went to the uh, BCS board because one of the things you were talking about was the ultimate quarterback carousel from the NFL. Yeah. Before we get to that, I have another quarterback I want to bring up really quickly, and that's Christopher Vizina from Briarwood. A um, couple of things. I know he was just on a visit to Auburn. Apparently he had a fun time there. But, I mean, it, I've never heard a kid say, man, that visit sucked. That <laughs> visit just sucked about we, anywhere. So We're all fans of Alabama, right? We're all fans of Alabama. Wouldn't all of us that are listening, all of us, except like, uh, I'm just going to pick a rand, uh, totally random first school that comes to my head, North Carolina. <clears throat> North Carolina calls us and says, hey, uh, would you come uh, spend a week in our campus? We're going to show you around, look at all the athletic facilities, look at the academic facilities, meet a few people, go to a couple of college parties, feed With you. Girls. Yeah. I mean, who, who would? And, and, and then you leave. Who's going to leave and go, oh, man, I wish I hadn't done that. A party so, again? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we're we're and we're we're all old and decrepit. These kids hey. are uh, are are built for fun, 
and uh, and we're old and decrepit and we're into it. So I, I'm just saying, yeah, that's why there's good visits. We'd all think they're good visits. I hell, I don't care. Send me to a send me to a drunken weekend in Auburn. I doubt I come back going, God, I hate that place. I'd be like, I'd wish I'd gone to Alabama, but uh, hey, you know, it wasn't so bad. You know how many kids have come back and gone, you know, that that visit could have been so much better if they just stimulated my mind as much as they did my body. <laughs> nobody's, ever, nobody's ever said that. Too much if, fun, not enough when, school. If, if you are being recruited as an astrophysicist to the University of NASA, the fighting rockets, you, you go there hoping to get into a kegger. Just for the weekend. <laughs> that's that's how recruiting works. That's so, how that's how me and you see it. Yeah, <laughs> true. That's why we don't get to launch any rockets. <laughs> um, Jimmy, you posted something. Uh, yep. You said actually tangentially related to Alabama football, the mm-hmm. NFL quarterback situation. Amazingly, three former Alabama quarterbacks are set to be starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and a fourth is on the way when you're out, meaning Bryce Young. Um, and I just started looking through this, and I found it really interesting. This is this is a testament to um, to Nick Saban as well. How many starting quarterbacks have either played for Alabama or played against Alabama? And, and let me explain. So obviously, let's go down by divisions. In the AFC East, you have Josh Allen's Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Tua, and Zach Wilson. So two of those four played for the Tide. In the AFC North, you got. Uh, the Deshaun Watson with the Browns, Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, Joe Burrow, and Mitch Trubisky. Two of those four played against Alabama in really, really big games. And if Lamar Jackson had just stuck around for one more year, he would have been on the team that Alabama faced on, against Louisville in Orlando. Then you get to the AFC South. Um, you've got uh, Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, and Matt Ryan. Now, only Trevor Lawrence out of that group right. played, but a couple of those other dudes, Tannehill was at Texas A&M before they were in the SEC, right? Uh, either, yeah, before they were in the SEC or, or right about that time. I guess Manziel was uh, was the A&M quarterback. So he, he was probably a, an A&M quarterback right before uh, the switch to the SEC. Secondly, uh, Tannehill also spent significant uh, time at A&M playing wide receiver. Then uh, AFC West. Uh, now, this is the only one that has nobody with an Alabama tie. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. Uh, that makes right. a little bit of sense to me because, again, so far west and, you know, whatever. Um, NFC East, you have Dak Prescott with the Cowboys, who obviously played against the Tide at, at Mississippi State. Jalen Hurts, who played for Alabama. Then you have Carson Wentz, who was at North Dakota State, so that's a no-go. And Daniel Jones. Now, I don't – Daniel Jones didn't play against Alabama. Was no. he the, he wasn't the quarterback for Duke when we played them, no. was he? He was not. Uh, okay. Daniel Jones never uh, played against Alabama, but he's a little uh, bit local to Alabama. He's from Brandon, Mississippi. That's right. Then NFC North, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. I think was Cousins not the quarterback? Yes. Cousins or, played on that Michigan State team in 2010. That was just, I mean, obliterated by Alabama. <laughs> and then Jared Goff, who played at California, and Justin Fields, who played for Ohio State and played against us for a national championship. Sure did. Yeah, just. Justin Fields uh, started again, uh, played against us twice. He played against us at Ohio State and when he was at Georgia. And then finally, uh, the last two are NFC South and NFC West, who are uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, he played against Alabama at '99. Now he's been there so long; he didn't. He didn't. I'm not going to count him. 
But then there's Jameis Winston, who was from Hueytown, and Alabama was certainly involved. Uh, There's Marcus Mariota, who we would have played had we beaten Ohio State in the first playoff. And and Sam Darnold, who I think – wasn't Sam Darnold on the USC team that we played? No. He was he not. Uh, he, he was not. I, I think he was a freshman the following season to show okay. how, how old, how old, how, how quickly time can move on. USC starting. Well, USC starting quarterback was Max Brown. Uh, I thought Arnold came in, but maybe. But, I, but you might be right. Someone came in for Max Brown. He was benched in that game and then didn't even end the season as the quarterback. It might have been Darnold. That that. That'll be fun for us to look up. Well, I, you know what? Just <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now. I'm going to see if I can pull up the box score. The final was 52 to 6. So if you didn't play for USC or Alabama that day, I hope that you transferred because you weren't getting into any games. I mean, if you weren't going to play against in that particular game. But I'm pulling up the box score for USC right now. Uh, my computer is moving at a snail's pace. I hope you're still connected to me. Here we go. It, Sam Darnold was on that team, Jimmy. So, so he's the one that came in for Max Brown. Yeah, now, he didn't play much. He was four of eight for 29. He didn't do much, but his quarterback rating was 45.3, which is laughable unless you compare it to Max Brown's, which was 34.7. Hey, you know, and uh, didn't USC take the opening kick in that game, drive down the field and uh, kick a field goal, either missed field goal or made the field goal? Uh, yeah. I think, we, I think we started out down 3 nothing, and then Blake – then Blake Barnett comes in and just kicks a ball around. And I mean, with Blake Barnett, we were not moving the ball at all. And then Hertz comes in and we score 52, but he did it in, in basically three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, we took the foot off the gas. So that was, that was amazing. I wish I could go back in time and, and contemplate how excited we were at that time about, uh, about Jalen. This is funny. This is really funny because when people remember that game, they remember Jalen Hurts with such reverence that he just was awesome. I mean, he just comes in and bails us out. He was 6 of 11 for 118 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, and a QBR of 71.7, and he only had 32 yards rushing, but he had two touchdowns. So, you know, people remember the four touchdowns. They remember 52 to 6. They remember all that. But they they forget that. I mean, honestly, yeah. he was he was fine that game, and because it was fifty two to six, and because we just you know right. pummeled him into submission, uh, it, it just didn't get talked about. But it wouldn't like hurt set the world on fire. But let me let me get back on track with the final of the, the NFC West. You have Kyler Murray, who we did play against when he was at Texas A and M, right? And 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 Oklahoma, yeah. And the and the oh, that's Bowl. true. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And then Matthew Stafford who uh, obviously played against Alabama twice. He was a quarterback uh, as a true freshman in 07 when they beat Alabama in overtime. He was also the quarterback when uh, Alabama went and won again in the blackout in 08. And then uh, you have Drew Locke, who I, we think is a quarterback for the Seahawks, but he was a quarterback for Missouri when they came to Tuscaloosa and, and Alabama put a pretty good whooping on them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's interesting to me how many guys have been – have brushed up against Alabama, either went there or brushed up against them that are starters in the NFL. That's, I mean, it, that's, that probably means a lot of nothing. I just found it well, kind of interesting. No, I think it does mean something. This, this is what it means. Alabama plays a really tough schedule. I mean, we're yeah. playing all these good quarterbacks because Alabama plays a tough schedule. These guys either played in the SEC or, or they made the playoff and we played them in the postseason 
or as we know, Alabama schedules at least one big time non-conference game a year. Uh, Alabama plays a very tough schedule, particularly when you factor in those playoff games at the end. So on the one hand, it's like, wow, how can this be? How can Alabama face so many starting NFL quarterbacks? But B, the, the answer is uh, Alabama plays a really tough football schedule. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. And until then, roll tight. Roll tight.